This is the Wendy Lovett Show with Topher Kogan, sponsored by 131 Inclusion Gallery, Caris Healthcare, and Buffalo Co. Our guests are Angela Edge, Jordan Anderson, Leilania Dubois, David O'Toole, and Samantha Hunt. This is episode 20, season four. Oh, Wendy, Topher, got a lot of love. Yeah, that's for sure. Got music and movies, and friends and medicine. Yeah, is the show for me and you. The one you love to listen to. And oh, you got your friends. See it through. Seek laughter is medicine too. Said it's medicine to be.
You are tuned in to the Wendy Lovett Show with Topher Kogan, where we don't dispense medical advice and all your health choices are your own. And here's Topher and Angela Edge. Hey. Hi. Hello, Wendy. Hey, Angela. In forever, Topher. It's been like, I don't know, how long has it been? Six months? (laughs) Six months or 14 days. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah forever how are you and how are you Angela thank you for being on the show today oh thanks it's good to be here I feel like I feel like I'm a guest on tea time right now <laughs> <laughs> we're blending shows uh, blending yeah. shows you should uh, be a guest on tea time that'd be great that would be awesome yeah Ooh, yes have me on I what kind of tea you. would you drink um I would probably drink, oh, right now, I would drink um, anything with ginger in it. So like a nice ginger tea. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. I could see that. <laughs> well, for people who yeah. don't know that are listening or watching, Tea Time is a show that Angela, Edge, and I do on Sunday evenings live on uh, WJAE 420. Um, and we would love to have you, Topher. Yeah. But uh, Angela's here because we just played her new video and single, Monster. What do you have to say about it, Angela? I don't know. I'm glad it's done. You're glad it's done. <laughs> it took forever. Uh, I um, think it's amazing. I cannot believe. So you not only wrote the song and did most of the instrumentation, except the percussion. Yeah. Which Derek Wyand was on. Um, he he uh, sent me a percussion track for it. So uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Derek is yeah, part of the buds. buds, and um, we love the buds, of course. Um, and Derek's in a lot of different projects, so I'm so glad he could he could do that. But I think the video is really deep and interesting. I I watched you like filming parts of it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and it just and wasn't sure what it was going to. She's like got blood on her face. I wasn't the, even sure what it was. Gonna <laughs> blood be. on her face in the tub, and like all these weird. you know I don't know what do you think about it Topher I loved I loved it this was this was a side of Angela I had not seen (laughs) oh with this with 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 this deep liner and just wet all the time this was a new (laughs) Angela for me (laughs) wet all the time (laughs) (laughs) but I do have to know I do have to know what was what what was that skeleton what was it the in the storm shelter yes that i don't know it was some animal that somehow got in there over the summer i was thinking about the time that (laughs) topher and you and i like went to the storm shelter yeah and if we had had you know the storm had really hit and we had to stay in there like were animals gonna be coming Coming in like it was the ark (laughs) maybe yeah maybe maybe they felt like they're being flooded out or something and then they got trapped in there i don't know it, it's a sad sad event but i used it for my video yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, oh you yeah. know what you could do you could which i don't know i don't know this is i don't know this is kind of punk rock kind of sort of is yeah. that whenever you sell like monster like you should like well, I don't know how sanitary it is. I don't know how you would sanitize it. I, th- I, I bet just like household cleaner would work. I don't know. Um, but you could like p- 
put a little bone in with the thing. I don't know if people would That's be into so that. That's so gross, Topher. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I was, just, I was trying to hold my breath too. And like, it, oh, it okay. still stunk a little bit. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, you laid down right next to it. Yeah, well, it's, it's that or COVID. I mean. <laughs> but She's really, poison. phenomenal work. And I love the song. Um, we've heard the song. Um, for a while, but you you redid it and um, changed some. Well, I mean, not really. That version of it was always playing in my head, so I just got to see it come to fruition. Right, right. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, um, it's it's really phenomenal. So, where can people find the track if they would like to uh, listen to it or purchase it? Uh, it's on Spotify, uh, Amazon, iHeartRadio iTunes, Apple Music, uh, quite a few places. So all you have to do is search Angela Edge Monster. and Or uh, you can ask um, Google, hey, play Angela Edge. Nice. Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So Topher, how was your Thanksgiving? We haven't, since we haven't seen each other in, what was it, six months and 14 days or whatever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my Thanksgiving was pretty uneventful. Um, people on my, uh, social media, they will know I put a beautiful plate of food that has uh -oh. Thanksgiving on it. I'll bleep that out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you know, um, but I mean, uh, the sentiment behind, oh, sorry. Why didn't I see that? Wait a minute. I saw that. I didn't plate, see it. And I did not notice that it said F Thanksgiving on it. <laughs> oh, I didn't do a good enough job then. Dang oh, no. it. I don't know. We see what we want. I gotta see. try. I'll have to try again um, on Arbor Day. <laughs> hey, is it like the thing that you don't expect to see, so you don't see it? Like in what the bleep do you know? Kind of. Maybe. Mm -hmm. And we do that all the time. Like our perceptions. We have our frame of reference, and sometimes we miss. Oh, things. so you just didn't, didn't see it. my plate of food because it was an African American plate of food <laughs> and not a New England Jewish plate of food. I get it. I understand no. it. Because <laughs> she didn't expect it to be. She didn't expect those words to be on it. I didn't expect it to say "f you" or whatever it happened to say. So I didn't. You should have though. This is yep. Topher we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness! Well, I am wearing uh, this Hanukkah sweatshirt that was gifted Ooh. to me uh, after the holidays last year. So I didn't get to wear it for Hanukkah. Mm -hmm. It's got a little bit of everything on it, unicorns and Hebrew letters on the bottom, but Hanukkah is already next week. I, I can't believe it. Yeah, that's I crazy. I tell what? you that. <laughs> you didn't what? even know. I know Angela told me. <laughs> I was like, do you want to wear a Hanukkah sweater for this episode? It's the last one before Hanukkah. And she's like, what? <laughs> right? Already? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. So Jewish holidays always start, uh, we go with the moon, right? So it starts in the evening at sundown on December mm -hmm. 10th. So yeah, so this episode will come out before that. And I got to wear my sweatshirt. Thanks, Chris Cash, for this. Yeah. I love it. You don't see too many crazy Hanukkah shirts. You see crazy Christmas sweaters. Mm -hmm. you know. Do you have any of those? Uh, Christmas sweaters? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do. I have one that I got, uh, I think like, a couple years ago uh -huh. and it says Kringle 
And I think it says ready to mingle or here to mingle. <laughs> That's a great, ugly Christmas sweater. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, or is it? Yeah, here to mingle. I love it. And then, of course, I got my Hanukkah socks that I got last year. Nice, nice. You're all set. Oh, boy. Well, how have you been doing with your eating lately, Topher? Has anything changed or? Um, I tried, uh, I tried these new, okay, so eggnog, still a check, still not doing it. Oh, well, oh, Angela. Because that's several weeks, several weeks of not on the nog. I think it's out of here. I haven't even had any eggnog. A few weeks ago, I was wondering if you've ever had, um, uh, there's an eggnog that is fireball flavored. And I wanted to know if you try that because I wanted to try that. This sounds like the, the Thanksgiving, um, candy corn. (laughs) I don't know if I believe it. Fireball eggnog and Thanksgiving candy corn and you are all set. (laughs) (laughs) I've been doing pretty well with eating. I'm still on keto. Um, um, yeah, you look great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, mostly I just want to feel better. And, um, and I, think I noticed though, you're, you're not really enjoying eating. I'm not, <laughs> I, I do not enjoy eating the keto diet. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that's kind of a problem because is it just getting monotonous? We, well, what have we got, you know, eat good food, you know, watch something good, like seriously. So yeah, it's, it's monotonous, you know, it's a more, mm-hmm. much more meat than I normally, I mean, gotta I change say, it up somehow. Well, I think it's time for our health segment. Let's do it. In our health segment today, I'm joined by Jordan Anderson. She is a holistic nutrition coach and owner and proprietor of Healthy Honeybee. Welcome back to the show, Jordan. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. I love doing all of this stuff, talking about all this and everything. Wonderful. Um, Well, I think last time you were on, you sent in a video, so we didn't actually get to really interact. So I'm excited about this today. Yeah. Uh, And we decided we're going to talk about kind of trying to continue to eat healthy mm-hmm. um, during a, during the pandemic, um, which I think is a topic people really will be interested in. So I'd love to hear what tips you have. Yes. Okay. So that's super interesting, um, especially, you know, right now, a lot of us aren't getting to the grocery stores and you're doing, you're not seeing, you know, you're, you're not getting to your uh, farmer's market or your local stores because you're doing pickups and deliveries and stuff. And you're just trying to um, make it easier on yourself. And so there's a lot of comfort foods involved right now because, you know, we're stressed and especially right now around the holidays. <laughs> so it's even more like comfort foods and maybe drinking more um, alcohol or, you know, those kinds of things. So um, it's just super important to be more mindful of what we're putting into our bodies, I think is the most important thing. Um, and, you know, just planning also is super important. Right. I think you're right. I think so we are 
doing things a little bit differently now, you know, looking at a list at a store and choosing uh, something for the week, probably for most people, right? Because mm -hmm. or you know, pickup or delivery. Um, so we are really still in control of what we're choosing. But I think when, you know, you mentioned a, a couple of things, planning, so maybe, you know, figuring out what exactly what recipes you want to uh, mm -hmm. make that week and only order that food. Because whatever you have in the house is what you've ordered, right? Um, so how can people plan, you know, plan ahead? Not a lot of people, you know, are used to just stopping at the store, getting what they need, what they feel like making for that night and the next day, maybe. But now they've got to plan ahead. So how do, what do you recommend? Um, so the first thing that I always like to do is just take some time on typically Sundays for me, but whatever works, whatever days work for you, really like 30 minutes, you know, I think is plenty of time. And I like to get on Pinterest personally. I'm a Pinterest person. Um, and I'll just be like, okay, I'm going to, I eat the same thing for breakfast every day, but some people don't like to do that. Some people, you know, want to do different kinds of breakfast, but maybe a couple breakfasts, a couple lunches and a couple dinners, um, pick those out, get the ingredients list for them and make double batches of everything. Because, you know, even if you don't do leftovers, take that second batch and freeze it. You know, a lot of things freeze super well. And that's always what I do, especially with soups, um, any kind of extra meats I might make. Um, what else freezes really well? Soups, broths, casseroles. If you're doing some kind of casseroles, lots of breakfast stuff. If you're making homemade like pancakes um, or waffles or something like that, muffins freeze really well, eggs freeze really well. Um, so I always try to make double of what I'm doing. And if I don't eat it, cause it is just me and a small child, um, then I just freeze it. Yeah. And it's so easy to remember, you know, take it out, um, the day of, or the day before that you want to eat it again. That is super important. Um, also like, or just getting on the internet or just doing your tried and true. Like a lot of people will do, um, meatless Monday, taco Tuesday, um, and then have pizza on Fridays or something like that. That's always fun to do as well. Um, that's always a good one. I like the meatless Monday because it's always nice to try, um, you know, and I eat meat, but it is nice to try vegetarian dishes or vegan dishes as well because we can always use more vegetables, you know. Um, yeah, I think, um, I think the meatless Monday is also a great idea, especially if people are, are conscious about the planet and all you know just mm -hmm. everybody took one day and ate uh vegan or vegetarian you know it, it will it does a world of good so even yeah. for that too but but yeah that helps with planning kind of thinking about a theme maybe mm -hmm. um, yeah and, you know maybe you're not used to doing it for the whole week but now that we're ordering for the whole week it's just a change in habit you know right that would make it easier um so we talk, you were talking about comfort foods, mm -hmm. and I think um, a lot of people are complaining now about having gained weight during quarantine mm -hmm. or not doing as much, and, and they're worried about that. So in this planning and um, making uh, nutritious meals during the pandemic, you know, what, do you, what do you suggest kind of curbing that comfort food? Because all those comfort foods are so caloric and carb-filled, you know. The HALT method, 
So you ask yourself, are you hungry? Yeah. You go through that assessment. And then the next assessment is um, you ask yourself if you're angry. Oh. Um, Because a lot of people will eat or emotional eaters. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, I know, you you know, some people eat when they're depressed. Some people eat when they're happy. Some people eat when they're angry. Um, It could be any, any reason. Yeah. Um, So you ask yourself, are you angry? Is there something that like, are you upset with your partner? Um, Did you and your friend have a falling out? Is there something that's bothering you at work? I mean, Mm -hmm. um, is your kid bugging you? You know, like those kinds of things. Um, And you ask yourself that and try to figure out, okay, so why am I feeling this? You know, how can I fix this? Do I need to talk to my partner or maybe my therapist, or maybe I just need to kind of chill out and think, think things through. Right. Um, right. Okay. So that's the A. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so the L is, am I lonely? Because oh. people eat when a lot of times when they're lonely and we're, we're lonely a lot now. I mean, I can speak from personal experience. Like I have a lot of friends and family and stuff that I can call on the phone and stuff, but I like to be around people. Yeah. And so it can be hard when you, you're a, an extrovert and you like to touch people and hug people and all those things. So you have to understand like, you know, somebody who's possibly lonely, they're trying to maybe fill a void. Mm -hmm. And so they can do that with drugs, alcohol, food. Right. Um, and you go towards those comfort foods. Um, so you really need to think about that. And if you do feel lonely, you know, reach out to a friend. Um, it's always helped me. You know, I call one of my friends probably 27 times a day, but she's my best friend. So it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's good to kind of buddy up a little bit with somebody, yeah. you know, that you yeah. can talk to. Um, okay. So what's the T? Um, are you tired? Um, a lot of us don't sleep well. And, um, and we're tired because you know, right now, a lot of us have our kids at home with us all the time and we're homeschooling them plus trying to work from home Mm -hmm. or just even if you don't work and you're homeschooling your child and you don't know how to do that. I mean, that's super, super tough right now. And we're tired and we're tired of um, this whole year. (laughs) Right, right, right. right. And maybe maybe you're tired of being around, you know, your spouse all the time too, like working around. Even and if you like them. Even if you like them. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, and people aren't getting enough rest these days as well because we're, we're stressed, we're, ang- we're anxious. Um, right. and so, always. so once you do this, in, this halt inventory, mm-hmm. it kind of gives you a chance to pause. Yes. You know, and drink a big glass of water. <laughs> really? And, and then, then maybe you'll understand whether you really are hungry or not hungry and and there's other things that you can do it's great to give people some tools for their toolbox so when they're in that position they can think about think about yeah. it a little bit more you know yeah and there's always good ideas to, i mean ideas to have great snacks on hand you know nuts are great avocados are great little guacamole cups little hummus cups um you know, any kind of, I like cucumbers and carrots and that kind of thing, but yeah. berries are great, apples and peanut butter. I mean, mm-hmm. just having those good like little snacks on hand are always great to have. Yeah, great idea. Well, and also I tend to, I personally am a sweets eater, so I don't keep that in my house. <laughs> right. That's another thing. Like, yeah. right, don't put it on your list. Really try not to have it in the house. Right. 
um, and have other snacks like you mentioned available and ready to roll you know when you're when you feel like you need something a little sweet maybe have it yeah been a little bit healthier you know yeah and so uh, and you know now you don't really have the option to kind of drop just drop by the store and grab right. stuff I right. mean you can but it's kind of like you have to really think it through right. um, so just not even keeping it in the house is personally what works for me. Right, right, yeah. I, yeah. I see that. Well, thank you so much for joining You're welcome. me today. And how can people get in touch with you, Jordan? Okay, so you can definitely follow my Instagram page. It's healthyhoneybee121a or my Facebook page, Healthy Honeybee. Um, you can always reach out to me um, through text message, my numbers all over any of my um, social media. And um, if you need help, actually, I meant to mention this earlier. <laughs> if you need help with the meal prep and meal planning, I actually do that for people who are in a rut and not feeling as creative. Um, and I'm really well versed with people with food allergies, autoimmune conditions, people that are vegans, vegetarians. And I know sometimes that people get in a rut and can't be as creative with, you know, all of the um, different things that they have to do for their diet. Um, and so I'm always that person that can swoop in and help you out. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wonderful. Well, thanks again. Take care. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, that was a great health segment. It's good to get some tips about eating healthy during the pandemic. Yes, finally. <laughs> right, right. Oh, wow. Well, what have you been watching lately? Uh, me or Angela? Who wants to go first? It's up to you two. Uh, I watched A Brave New World. I finished it. Well, is it based on the book? I, I read the book yeah. many, many mm -hmm. years ago. Brave What's New the author's name? Albus? Aldous Huxley. Aldous Huxley. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, but I th I read the book a long time ago and like don't even recall much of it. And I don't know if maybe it didn't seem familiar because of the updated technology aspect of the the uh, show but yeah it was like watching a whole new show for me so i think i want to go back and reread the book now is it is it science fiction i can't remember yeah either. yeah uh -huh. yeah so uh, we have a scale rating scale uh, uh if, yes if you, yeah if you love it it's a bud mm -hmm. if you, if you think don't it's okay, yeah it's a roach yeah if it's terrible it's, it's a bust a roach is a roach is in between a bust is terrible okay i th i think it was a roach like okay. i think i would like to reread the book and i remember really enjoying the book but the show not as much Mm -hmm. So maybe that's just because I'm older and have seen a lot of uh, films kind of, you know, based on that. But um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would watch it again, no. Yeah. It was a no yeah. I also watched uh, Lost in Translation and I rewatched that uh, movie and I love it. Um, and to me that that movie i could i could watch over and over again nice. even though it's very slow moving 
Mm -hmm. I love the music in it and uh, the cinematography is very beautiful. Um, it, I don't know. There's something about you have to you have to have the patience to watch it, though, I think. Because it's yeah, I feel like cool. you've tried to get me to watch that movie. Yeah, you fell asleep. It's interesting though, because Angela likes slow moving movies. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna speak for you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I've noticed that if the movie like uh, as good as it gets is another favorite of yours, and mm -hmm. I find that to be very slow also. I don't. <laughs> I think they're just, you know, they're building the storyline. Like every little piece of it is, you know, it's slower, but the end, the storyline at the end is worth it all to me. I'm okay mm -hmm. with that. And I mean, after you finish the movie, you just walk away and you're like, that's as good as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I like that movie okay. I thought it was hilarious. I think it's What's it about? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's about it being as good as it gets. Well, it's about, so Jack Nicholson is one of the main characters who I love Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But in this film, he, he it's a different kind of character for him, I think. And he's got like OCD mm -hmm. um, issues, which, uh, and, and so it's sort of a love story. I can't remember the actress's name. Helen Hunt. Oh, Helen Hunt, right. I think. Uh, and but because of his psychological issues and the OCD, you know, it's hard for him to be with someone and, you know, and manage his life, you know, so as good as it gets, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I kind of feel like I would, I need to rewatch that because now that I'm thinking about it, I think Helen's character really put up with a lot from um, the other character. And I don't know, there's a fine line between being there for someone and then like not having enough boundaries for bad behavior you know yeah. so mm -hmm. i don't know there's a fine line there i think i feel like i need to rewatch it yeah there is a fine line so i think the movie does show us that and yeah that's important but it's a little slow you know i think you know it when it comes to the detriment of your self-worth though the, i don't know I don't know. I, I'll, no I'll movie's worth that. Yeah, no. No, not the movie. It's just. The <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think you know, with experience and and as we we get older too, uh, you know, our taste changes based on how we grow and change. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing. It's actually a good thing. It could be a little sad, like if you really loved something and now you you just can't love it anymore. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's made in a whole different time, though, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, and we can't complain too much about it, you know, because I mean, a lot of movies, that's just as good as it gets. <laughs> it's never going to get better. It's as well, good Angela, as it gets. I'm so glad that you joined us. Um, we were so happy to, and uh, I, 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 I was hoping Topher wasn't frightened thinking back to his experiences in the storm shelter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I still have to clean out the remains of. Yeah, well, he's got a marketing what, idea for you. So what died down there? Getting rid of them. Yeah, <laughs> just. There you go. There you go. Well, I think um, oh, oh, you could call it a bone bundle. Oh. 
<laughs> That's as good as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we go with the green zone. And we are in the green zone. Today, I'm joined by Lelania Dubois. She is a cannabis consultant, educator, the founder of Humboldt Grace Community on Facebook, and so much more. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Wendy. Good to see you and hang out with you. (laughs) Absolutely. So uh, people probably already viewed the extra that we did, um, where we went into great detail about your background and how you came and went and came back to cannabis. Um, If you haven't and you're listening or viewing, please take a moment and and do that um, so that you have more background information. But today in the green zone, I really want to focus on your accomplishments in the cannabis industry. So where would you like to start? Because there's several of them. Well, let's start with legalization, you know, Um, you know, in California, we were medical for quite a while. And then in 2016, or yeah, we we became recreational legal, recreational legal. And that is really when I started um, putting every piece of me into and around this plant. Um, And and it started with political leadership. Um, I I became the chair and president of a PAC called California Cannabis Voice Humboldt. And we helped successfully bring the farmers out to participate in politics, which is a very difficult thing when you have a culture that's been underground for six generations. Right, right. You know? Right. It, 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 what it, an accomplishment it, that is that you were able It to- was. I'm really proud that we did that. Um, you know, the politics of it are complex and disappointing. And I stepped away from that because I very quickly learned that the way we were going to make an impact in this industry was through business. And so I went out and I learned from some of the best women in all industries how to be a woman in business because I'd never been a woman. I was, I was into nursing. I was a spiritual leader. Um, I did a lot of community development, but I had, you know, but you weren't a woman in business. Yeah. And I got to learn from like the first CEO in it from the publisher of Oprah for Oprah, or I'm sorry, the, um, PR woman for Oprah. I got to learn from some really amazing women. And I really quickly learned that if I did it my way, I was going to succeed. If I did it the way all these men were telling me how to do what I saw, I was going to fail. Um, and so that really empowered me. And, and that's when I started creating Humboldt Grace. Um, and I started developing a beauty system. Oh. Um, and to do that, I had to have cannabis permits. So I am one of those crazy, maybe stupid people who was at the door uh, December 31st, 2015 in Humboldt County to get the first recreational cannabis license wow. in, in, in California. How many people um, were in line? I, do you know? 
I don't know because I went at 420. <laughs> I went at the end of the day. You know, we were still all afraid to be identified. We all didn't want to know other people knew we were going through this. And and what I went through to get, I'd, I'd been, I, the process, it was a four-year process. We thought it was going to take six months. It turned out to be a four-year process. Um, our project was really good and, and, and full of integrity, but the policies changed. Um, and people get very competitive and we were sabotaged. Um, we overcame all of those things and now successfully have processed two manufacturing, a distribution and, and a processing permit. Um, but one thing, that I did that, about, one thing I learned about you in doing these interviews is you are, you stay positive and persistent. And, and that those two things you cannot be stopped <laughs> but i think <laughs> we're talking about accomplishments and uh we, we have limited time so i want to get to the next one as far as a community builder one of my really great accomplishments was the human trafficking fund um you know not because of the cannabis community, but because of the drug war and the nature of hiding, when you make a carpet to hide under, a lot of things can hide, sure. not just what you're tucking under there, right? And so in my community, around that hidden culture, there was a lot of opportunity for a lot of other things to hide. Um, and we, we've had some real impact um, in the, around human trafficking that actually a lot, some of the really big stories have nothing to do with cannabis. There are stories where cannabis is involved, but the really horrific stories are not um, cannabis related. Sure. And so I'm really proud that I, I got to write the County Human Trafficking Fund um, as, as a human rights commissioner. Um, that was something coming from an underground world and in my background without any education around that. I was, that feels really good. Uh, congratulations. Yeah. It's such a complex topic and uh, I'm glad that you, that you kind of separated that. You know, cannabis doesn't really lend itself to all the violence and issues we have with drugs, but the drug war created some of that. Um, and then as a byproduct, like you said, we have all these awful, heinous things. So thank you for your part in, in helping that to change. So important as women, as humans. <laughs> um, so we're coming to the end of our time and I'm, I really want people to be able to connect with you. So if you could give us your contact information, that would be great. Absolutely. So you can reach me at my website, which is www.lalaniadubois.com. And I think you'll find the spelling somewhere around here. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and then one of my um, accomplishments that I appreciate is uh, building a community online that is actually much of that community is my real life community across the globe around cannabis. And I just wanted a space to bring everyone together so we could really communicate and connect without me having to like do too much work and things falling through the gap. And that's called Humboldt Grace, a community gathering place. It's a group on Facebook. And all community builders and plant lovers are welcome that are interested in moving forward on the plants values, love and grace. Wonderful. Thanks so much for joining me today. Take care. Uh, thank you. Take care, Wendy. Bye.
we finally figure out what Gestalt painting is as this concludes our trilogy of David O'Toole joins Little Philosophies. Okay, back to painting, <laughs> if you don't mind. Sure. sure. Gestalt process and painting. Now, I do want to know what, so you said that you started working with knives and then you were like, I can't go back to brushes. I have upgraded. And let's see. And then you also use um, microspheres. What are those? Ceramic stucco is a texture paste. So it's like an off-white paste with a gritty texture with ceramic tiny spheres that are, you know, I don't know exactly what size they are in that gel, but the ones that I use are between 10 and, say, 125 microns. A micron is a one-thousandth of a millimeter, so these are much smaller than a millimeter. Um, And I'll explain how it works. Backing up to January... I liked that stuff, but I wanted to be able to make it in pure white so that it doesn't alter the color. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to make it grittier or finer, but they only make it in one grade. It's just one level of grit. They don't have multiple flavors available. So I said, I think I can make this stuff myself. So I started to get into glass microspheres. Um, there's several types, but let's say, for example... Um, there's one called Porover, P-O-R-A-V-E-R. And this stuff is little granules. The smallest is, is um, they range from about 40 to 125 microns. So bigger than a tenth of a millimeter at the largest. And it gives you very, um, when you mix this into acrylic paint, what it does is the pigments coat, the colors literally coat these microspheres. And it lubricates the paint because the microspheres act like millions of tiny ball bearings. Mm-hmm. It thickens up the paint. It puffs up the paint. Um, it makes it more textured. And depending on what spheres and what different materials you use, it makes it, it leaves a gritty surface when it's done. Um, you get uh, beautiful color blending because the pigments are colliding with these spheres as they roll around. It's really amazing. Um, so I got so into this that... Um, it's literally all I paint with now is different kinds of glass and pumice added to acrylic gel that's colorless, and then you mix it with the color right before you apply it. So I got into those techniques. Oh, okay. You're still blowing my mind with all these different things. So can you? So can you? Can you use these um, uh, products and mediums? with a brush or no like at this point that's what you can use is just the um knife and whatnot you can use them with brushes you um it might this stuff is thick so you can either thin it out a little bit with color Mm -hmm. or um you know if you want you can use brushes that have a little bit stiffer bristle okay um i have actually looked up a couple of artists that I met at a show with glass microsphere gels to try out, and they both used brushes. So it does work with brushes. I happen not to use them too, too extensively, but... Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a, yeah, I think it's a good general purpose painting medium, you know? Um, and then I know you had wanted to talk a little bit about, more about the Stoltz stuff, but uh, we, can, we can continue on about the glass if you want to. Oh, I wanted to talk about 
one of the reasons I like the material is that it's crunchy and it's textured and it's very um, it's very sensuous. There's a there's a there's a quality of the of the grit of the pumice on the knife or the glass on the knife that that just has a it just has a feel to it that's not quite like anything else. Since I started working with different kinds of grit in January and glass microspheres. It's really changed the whole game for me. Like, it's really changed my art. I don't even show my pre-pandemic art. So, um, the Gestalt is a German word that doesn't have an exact equivalent in English. And it means, you know, an arrangement or configuration of, of elements, something that's not just one thing, but something that's got a few parts to it, which becomes something other than the sum of their parts. And this is, it's sometimes misquoted as as a gestalt being something that's more than some, the sum of its parts, but from what I understand, a more correct interpretation would be that it's other than the sum of its parts. And the example I give is that there's, you know, a sweater or a jacket or something, a black jacket laying on a chair, and you walk by and out of the corner of your eye, you think there's a cat sitting on the chair instead. And the idea is that it was just some contours and shapes in the corner of your eye on a chair, and all of a sudden it became something else. It became a cat. That's that's the idea of Gestalt, at least in, in so far as visual perception goes. Um, there's a few different rules, uh, not rules, but rather principles that attempt to explain how people look at a scene and see a coherent grouping. They can tell that the cat is over here and that their friends are over there and they can tell that the coffee cup's on the table and that they can pick up the coffee cup. How do you how do you go from all these nerve endings in the eye to a complete scene that you could do something about instead of it just being, you know, like a, a chaos. Mm-hmm. So um, one of them, one of the basic principles is figure and ground. The idea that you have something against a background, whether it's a circle or whether you have a portrait of a person with a garden in the background. Figure and ground is one of the basic ideas that you're taking part of the chaos and saying, this is this is a piece that I can grab on. So we're not getting too deep into listing these different principles. The idea is that I use them in my paintings to create um, engagement in the viewer. So let's say that I have a shape in my painting with an edge, and I, it's all wet, so I have a, an area of black paint and an area of white paint with an edge or border between the black and the white. If I take the knife, the tip of the knife, and swipe through that contour all the way through, it creates a little bump, a break in the contour. So there's an idea in Gestalt principles of visual perception called broken contour. It's also called implied contour. Because suddenly, the brain has to do work to put that shape back together. And that happens anytime there's a tree, tree branch in front of the moon. You still see the moon even though there's a little tree branch crossing it because you're able to separate it out. Mm-hmm. If the brain is doing work to see what's in the painting and interpret it, that painting is more engaging than something that you don't have to really do any work of thinking. So when I, when I crisscross lots of different um, cuttings of the wet paint, uh, the technique is called sprofito. It means um, scratching in Italian. So when I scratch lines into and through these different contours, it can create the impression of grass or stems or flowers or tree branches, and um, it makes the brain do work. So I'm working a lot with broken contour recently, as one example. Um, and 
But that's the idea of Gestalt. Now, there's a second side of it, which is Gestalt process painting. And what I mean by that is not just using the visual principles that I've been talking about, but there's something called Gestalt awareness. There's something called Gestalt therapy, which is people who took the principles of Gestalt psychology and tried to apply them to a therapeutic context between a therapist and one or more patients, one or more people who are sitting either in group therapy or in individual therapy. I try to do Gestalt awareness exercises as I'm painting so that I'm bringing in myself as I paint and hopefully bringing out things from the work, bringing out things from the subconscious, from the unconscious into the painting. For example, one of my paintings is called Gestalt Field 30. And after I painted it, after it was done, somebody said, there's a skull in your painting just above and to the left of the center. And I realized there is a skull. And it reminded me of a time when I found a skull, a, the skull of a mouse in the glass. And it was at a certain, without getting too deep into it, it happened at a certain time of my life. And I was just like, it was really striking that I found this skull. And to, this was maybe 15 years ago. And to come up with it during the pandemic, it made me go, it must be a, a symbol of what's in my subconscious, you know, the plague going around, the symbol of the pandemic, and the skull came up in my painting. Mm -hmm. That stuff that I try to do with Gestalt awareness. Nice. I think that is a beautiful place to end it. This has been perfect and great. Thank you so much for having me on the program. It's, it's been amazing, and I'll, uh, you know, we'll be in touch soon, okay? Yes, Already. Have a good rest of your day. You too, Trevor. Take care. Okay, bye. On this week's music and art segment, sponsored by 131 Inclusion Gallery with a cannabis pairing from the cannabis expert MD, Dr. Nickel, we have a red dirt country musician. It's Samantha Hunt. Hi, I'm Dr. Brian Nickel, your cannabis expert for CannabisExpertMD.com with a music and cannabis pairing for the Wendy Love Ed Show. Wendy's musical guest this week is Samantha Hunt. Samantha is a singer-songwriter, and I read on her Facebook page, a prop builder for her shows from northwestern Arkansas. She describes herself, or she is described as a unique blend of Janice, Stevie, Patsy, with folk and indie red dirt influences. And you know what? That perfectly describes the cut I listen to. It's uh, called You and Me. Uh, well, when you think about it, a combination of Janice, Stevie, Patsy playing on a folk indie red dirt band they need something you're gonna to have to have something relaxing to go with that as long as a cocktail you're gonna probably enjoy listening to these tunes for this i selected based on the laboratory available to me natural state medicinals black cherry og black cherry og is a potent strain at 17.1 percent thc no other cannabinoid showing in it so of course we're looking at the terpenes for the answer to what this strain does to us uh black cherry og shows a two percent total terpenes that's nice potency to it with a huge amount of myrcene in it at 0.97%, uh, with beta-caryophyllin, linalool, and limoline in about equal percentages, rounding out that last uh, percent of the total. Black Cherry OG should be a very chill strain. Uh, it should be just the thing to take care of the anxiety of the day, and it should let you enjoy Samantha's music 
and relax with loved ones. For more information on all things medical cannabis, check out our website at CanvasExpertMD.com. We're also available at Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter under CanvasExpertMD. Isn't it nice to be in love? The sun is shining, the skies above. Isn't it lovely to be adored? To be looked at. show it's been what an amazing show it's been wendy 
I added uh, one of our limited edition pins to my Hanukkah sweatshirt. How, how would someone get that pin? You can get that pin if you sign up right now for only $5 a month on Patreon, uh, supporting our efforts with the show and the crew. And the pin is really nice. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that bust by Mary Sanders. Um, yeah. So uh, how's Cokentown going? Cokentown's going good. Um, it's going good. There are um, two uh, Stone Ground construction videos. We're on volume two right now. Mm -hmm. uh, volume three will come out Saturday. Nice. Um, I did yeah. take a look, I did take a look at I think the first one. Um, I, I'm checking up on you, Topher, seeing how Togan Togan Town Togan Town <laughs> <laughs> Togan Town dot com is coming. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. The uh, the website is probably going to go through another facelift. Um, uh, cause you know, it's all a work in progress. Um, uh, it takes a lot to build a town from scratch. So yeah. we got to get all that stuff. Um, and you want it to be as good as it gets. Yes. So there you go. You know, that's all we can hope for from really pretty much everything. I think so. <laughs> well, we are still here partly due to our sponsors. So let's name them now. All righty. Harris Healthcare. Buffalo Co. 131 Inclusion Gallery. Purely Natural CBD. Highlands Residential Mortgage. Lit Premium Smoking Supplies. NWA Natural Living. Mary Will Nourish. And Uptown Kitchen and Tap House. Well, he's been Topher. And she's been Wendy. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Bye. I hope your weeks are as good as it gets.